The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Of course, last night was Triple H's big statement episode of Raw. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to answer some of your questions. We're going to talk about last night's G1 results. Um, but yeah, we're going to dive into this Triple H stuff. And uh, this was kind of interesting. So uh, yesterday, Fightful's Sean Rossap tweeted prior to Raw, some quote, someone told me tonight's WWE Raw sounds like a statement show and followed up after Raw ended with this. Uh, a whole lot of optimistic people on the WWE roster I've heard from tonight. Uh, he followed up Fightful Selected with the details about backstage optimism today, reporting that several wrestlers stated to them that they have, quote, renewed optimism with Triple H heading up creative. Two talents told Fightful that they were excited not to be wrestling the same opponent every week, while others were encouraged that talents such as Mustafa Ali and Champa were featured so prominently on this week's episode. Uh, it doesn't sound like the positivity is universal. However, on a recent Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that, and these transcripts come to you via WrestlingNews.co, I've heard from some talent, and generally, they are positive. There are definitely people who are worried they're going to lose their spots, and there, be, and there will be some people who will, because you're going to have different visions of who the top people are. 
Not everyone can be a top person. The statement episode of Raw last night, Larson, did it deliver? Should people have reason to be optimistic? I mean, <clears throat> if you are familiar with Triple H's NXT in a lot of ways, uh, this felt like a three-hour, a good three-hour episode of NXT. It focused on wrestling, and there were some good matches last night, and there was a lot of wrestling, which I appreciate. Um, in terms of it being a, a statement, I don't know if this particular episode was such a sea change from what we have seen. It just kind of felt like, uh, you know, uh, it didn't feel like a massive reset. Yeah, there were some fresh matchups. Yes, we'd see some people on TV that maybe hadn't had the opportunities they'd had in the past. Of course, we have Bailey leading her faction now with EO and Dakota Kai. It was a, it was a good episode of Raw. I enjoyed it. In terms of feeling like a mission statement, if the mission statement is we're going to focus on in-ring action, then yeah, I guess it was a mission statement. But I guess when you hear the word statement, uh, especially coming out of SummerSlam, you would think maybe Triple H has an opportunity to, to, to really hit the reset button and really tailor the show from top to bottom to his vision. To his vision. I don't know if we saw that per se. I, one thing I'm hoping for, because we saw this in NXT and he experimented with several different ways of doing it, is change up the production of the show a little bit. You know, in terms of talkie bits, they're still relying on in-ring promos and backstage interviews. On NXT, we had great stuff where people would be doing a promo or talking to someone in the foreground, the background, something else would happen. The camera would have to follow that. It made the whole show feel like a, a living, breathing organism. And it made everything feel so cohesive. And part of me is hoping that that kind of stuff he'll incorporate, you know, uh, at some point, you know, maybe if there is some change in terms of who's running production, you know, if he re chooses to replace Kevin Dunn, maybe we'll get some changes like that. Um, and maybe my expectations here in statement show were really high in terms of what kind of changes to expect. Um, and that's on me if that's the case. Um, I thought it was a, a solid episode. I thought it was pretty good. It felt a little looser, a lot of wrestling. I can't complain about any of that. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, expectations were high. And yeah. so I think maybe some of us expected, you know, a new metal theme song, a lot of skulls, you know, like it's Triple H. That being said, I think that if you look at the actual substance of the show, there was a, much more of a statement than I think a lot of sort of aesthetic changes would have would have sort of been. Because like when you when you think about this, number one, when you think about some of the the, the meat of the show, that legacy of the US title promo mm -hmm. and them hyping up the mid card title, I thought was fantastic. Yeah, that was two really well done. Two triple threat matches with phenomenal wrestlers bringing bringing in Mustafa Ali for that awesome finish when he does his four fifty into a styles clash, I thought was pretty darn cool. I thought Champa's uh, quick ascension uh, was 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 a statement. Um, getting Seth Rollins versus Montez Ford. I agree with you in terms of production, but I wonder if he's trying to be very careful not to change things on a dime. Not to not to say, Entirely hey, this possible. is what I did in NXT. These are the things that I liked. But one like it was in the sort of details to me because you have a situation where like Bailey and her crew 
get interviewed, they leave, and who's crossing into the frame? The Usos. And that's the they kind of stuff I'm talking about that I wish they would kind of incorporate on a more regular basis. You know, maybe, as, you know, if, if, if WWE audiences, main roster audiences, are used to a certain presentation, I can understand why they would be hesitant to change that presentation because it's worked for them for the better part of 35 years, 40 years almost, you know? I get well, it. Changing it overnight. I mean, I, I have yeah, no yeah, that's doubt what I mean. that that's what I mean. Yeah, we're yeah, we're going to have I, I think that we're going to get some of those things, although it's funny. They did. The, you know, the thing that you and I really liked in NXT was that short period of time when they were like showing something going on. And then in the background, another story was being told that was going to come into play later. And they sort of eased off that after a little yeah. while, which was oh, disappointing was because so I thought good. it was great. I thought it was really good, too. Um, but uh, but yeah, otherwise, I thought in terms of like a statement show. I mean, one thing that I kind of wonder if they're contractually obligated to Peacock to run recaps for SummerSlam because it was sort of heavy on those in the first well, hour or so. That's the thing is, is, is Russell votes turned out to be correct. First hour was commercial free mm-hmm. in the sense there was no paid ads, but there was a lot of commercials to go rewatch SummerSlam. And so yeah, it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't necessarily like we got an hour of just bang wrestling and storytelling. Yeah. There was a lot of recaps. Um, if you remember, post-takeover episodes of NXT were also really recap-heavy. Yeah, right, yeah. Even when they weren't taped. You know, sometimes they would tape the follow-up episode like before the takeover started, yeah. like the dark matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were really recap-heavy. But even after that, mm-hmm. um, there were still yeah. a lot of recaps on the post-takeover episodes. Um, uh, but like stuff like that, where you're... you're, you're getting fans up to date for those who may not have watched SummerSlam, mm-hmm, getting yeah. them up to date in the stories of that, uh, leading into that raw, those I don't mind so much. It's, it's mm-hmm. recapping stuff that happened earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. That's what bugs. I think the one thing that, that sort of impressed me was, and it's the sort of the thing that AEW I think does right is they don't hesitate to pull the trigger on certain dream matches on a week-to-week basis. You know, on a Mm -hmm. rampage, we'll get Andrade versus Ray Phoenix, which we hadn't seen before. You know, and and they'll it's 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 simple. It's fresh matchups. And I think that's one thing that that I'm looking forward to because on this episode alone, like I said, we had those two triple threats where it's like you get Mustafa Ali, you get AJ Styles, and uh the third was in that was the Miz. And you get the Miz in that or was it Gable or Miz? Oh, whatever it was. It was Miz. It was Miz. It was, it was, it was Gable, Dolph, and in yeah, the second Chamba. one, yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, that's cool. We get some cool Mustafa Ali, AJ Styles stuff. That's a matchup I'd like to see. We know that WWE has really good wrestlers, and now we're going to mm-hmm. get to see different matchups every single week match up. And, and to me, that's a better statement than, you know, some of the overnight changes that he could make and risk alienating either USA or some of the main roster, you know, you got to ease into some of this stuff. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I, I didn't, I don't want to make it sound like I wanted overnight complete tear down and rebuild. Um, oh, more skulls and a metal intro. That's what I yeah, want. I want like more chain link fence, just generally around <laughs> just all <laughs> yeah. that type of stuff. Barrel, yes. Can we get some barrels of fire, please? Yes, that too. Really? I want the, the, the raw intro from 98 mm-hmm, Yeah, barrels well, yeah. of fire. Uh, someone shouting a, a lot. A warehouse. People brawling in the warehouse. Did you with say oil somebody shouting fire. a lot? <laughs> yeah, like that. Because that's the theme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, and 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 I agree with you. The the changes were in the details, and mm-hmm. and you know, uh, I guess 
when I hear statement, I guess my expectation is like some oh, yeah. sweeping change that shows that really puts his stamp on mm-hmm, the show. Yeah. And, and, and if his stamp on the show is focused on, on wrestling and telling stories in the ring, I can't complain about that mm-hmm. at all because that's how I like my wrestling. Um, uh, and, and maybe we'll see more changes as the years or weeks go by um, to, to kind of mix up the presentation because I feel like in terms of, you know, WB has had basically the same presentation for 35, 40 years, and it's, it's, it needs a freshening up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some of the conventions they employ, you know, in terms of people talking, just feel a little stale. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. So there was one Bobby Lashley interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? And here's here's the thing. Here's an example, I think, maybe just to sort of hop off of what you just said or to pile onto that one. So there was a Bobby Lashley interview where he basically said, I want to I want to bring prestige back to this U.S. title. I want to defend it every single week on Raw if possible. And that's the kind of thing that, yeah, it's probably easier to do as an interview. It's easier to do it live. But when you say presentation change, what I think is how cool would it be if you integrate Lashley into that U.S. title retrospective and have him be sort of the standard bearer of it right now mm-hmm. relating to that and in that in a film cinematic way say, I want to bring prestige back to this title. I want to fight you, blah, 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 blah. And I know that yeah. the interview had more to do with like what's happening now. And I think a live yeah. interview works for that. But I think, you know, those kind of things where you can freshen up the product and and bring it a bit more into the now with some pre-film stuff with some cinematic stuff mm-hmm. i think that could be kind of interesting i mean it's similar to what we get and i know in live sports pro- uh, programs we get plenty of interviews as well but they also do really really wonderful video packages yeah they do um i thought the ray mysterio one they did last week was actually was really really, well really good it yeah. had metallica yeah. in it who wouldn't love that you know and i wonder how much of this too is coming off SummerSlam. you know it was later in the day till they got the raw preview done you know, they were maybe still writing the show going into Monday. And, you know, you need you need lead time for production of, of pre-film cinematic type stuff. It's that stuff that's probably more difficult to do, you know, 40 minutes before the show starts, you know? Well, here's the thing also is that Triple H needs to get his sleep. And, that's true. you know, so these changes, I don't want, I, if, if it means he has to sleep four hours a night, I don't want these changes right now. I want them to be over time so he yeah, gets his allotted yes. 12 hours, 13 hours of sleep. His eight, you know? eight, nine, 15 hours of sleep. <laughs> oh, man, I just woke up. What's going it's on, definitely, huh? Definitely right, more important than, rematch from last week. than getting a complete uh, 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 revamp Repackage. of Raw. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's go. Oh, well, let's, let's talk about this uh, article here a little bit. It's nice to know the Fightful Select stuff. It's nice to know that uh, you know there's a sense of optimism. We actually mm-hmm. did a video. Uh, over at Friendo Club TV last week, it was uh, it was in the questions uh, video we did last week, mm-hmm. available now where we talked about people who might be worried now that Vince is gone. It was a fairly short list, like who at the who traditionally had been at the top of the card that might be concerned about Vince being gone now. 
I mean, the Miz isn't for example has never been a Triple H guy, and now he's you know seconding Champa and mm-hmm. propping up Champa, who obviously is going to have. He's got to be super happy that oh, Triple yeah. H is oh, in yeah. charge now, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Way up the yeah. ladder he goes. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Miz either cost Champa the U.S. title or if when Champa loses, because I don't see Lashley losing that title anytime soon. Uh, turns on him then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I think the the obvious feud for Champa is going to be with the Miz. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe he'll have more match with AJ too. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I'd be pretty surprised if Champa ends up U.S. champion at the end of Raw next week. Um, I would be too. Uh, Mike Lucas here brings up Amos. Amos was on uh, main event, the show main event this week. I think that's probably a name that like I don't I don't even know what you do with Amos. I I always I always actually appreciated Amos whenever he did character stuff, mm-hmm. but like in ring I just don't know what you do with with him. Yeah. You know, is he yeah. supposed to be so dominant that it's silly for him not to advance to the world title scene because he's so dominant? If not, why why isn't he? You know? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And if the focus, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be on in-ring action, you know, putting on 15, 20-minute really good matches. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, obviously there should be some variety. Because that was, you know, there's times when we'd watch NXT and be like, man, awesome, great match after great match after great match, but there's not enough variety in terms of, the, of, of what we're seeing on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so I guess if, if that, I guess that could be a Moss's, uh, you know, spot to have someone come in, uh, do a squash match. Uh, you know, maybe what they should do with Hamas is rather than book him as so dominant in the ring that it, 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 it make all the sense in the world for him to go after the world title. Just make him someone who goes out there and destroys like how they got Braun over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, cause it was a good year. Or so I know, I know Braun was feuding with Roman, but it was a good year. Or so where Braun just seemed like I'm focusing on just like destroying things. Mm-hmm. Not so much mm-hmm. championship pursuits, and it really got yeah, him right. over because yeah, he was totally, doing cool, yeah. cool shit every week. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that has like a ceiling because at some point he's going to destroy his way into like, okay, well, yeah, I've destroyed everything. It's time, you know, to, like and that's one, sort of what Braun ran into. Yeah, yeah, I know because one issue they did with Braun is they didn't necessarily expose a weakness for someone to take advantage of per se. You know, mm-hmm. is yeah. like, okay, can you outlast his destruction? All right, maybe you have a chance, but otherwise. Mm-hmm. What chance do you got, you know? Yeah, right. And if they show a Moss as, you know, like this destructive force, but mm-hmm. there's a weakness he can exploit, you know, that adds dimension to his character and also an opportunity for him to get into the title picture and lose. Mm-hmm. Maybe mean, this is an experience, you know? Who knows? One thing that a couple people have brought up uh, last night when we were doing the watch along um, was it's been, what, like four or five sort of TV productions right now of Triple H era, no 24-7 title. Mm-hmm. So you got people like Truth, Tamina, Dana mm-hmm. Brooke, uh, Tazawa. I mean, I honestly think that all of those people have so much talent that was being wasted in the 24-7 division. Mm-hmm. Like, how was Akira Tazawa? If you ever go back and look at Akira Tazawa oh, Dragon Gate He's stuff, an amazing wrestler. He's insanely good at wrestling. And they got him running around this ninja outfit. I don't know you want to put, you know, if you're Triple H, you're like, this is fucking borderline offensive over here. Why are we doing this with this wrestler who is stellar? Let's revisit him as a wrestler, you know, maybe put him in a tag team with like a ricochet or something and just blow fucking people's minds, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, it, I mean, you know, there's other people like uh, Dancing Shanky, who again, I don't know what the ceiling for that is. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what. I mean, at SummerSlam we did see Maximil models, you know, continue to do their thing. That seemingly is still going to be a thing. So it's not like all of Vince's people have been wiped mm-hmm. away, but mm-hmm. maybe he's just going to sort of reevaluate where people are and what their strengths are, and maybe try to, you know, feature them in roles that enhance their strengths. That that yeah, I guess what, what's the alternative is like, is what do what Russo did to what he took over the book in WCW and wiped the slate clean and kind of essentially start over. Right, that's going to yeah. be jarring. It was yeah, jarring I mean, when exactly, they did it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So um. Uh, somebody had mentioned White Brownie here had mentioned there was a Reddit thread that uh, said there was 79 minutes of wrestling last night, which is for what two hours and 20 minutes of like actual broadcast, two hours and 40 minutes of broadcast, two hours and 20, it's 45 minutes per hour, so it's two hours and 15 minutes, two hours and 15 minutes of broadcast, yeah, having and then an hour and 20 minutes of wrestling. Compared to like there was that one week on SmackDown where on the two hours there was thirteen minutes of wrestling or something like that. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, so uh, I mean that's I, good. That's that's like I said, that's a step in the right direction. A lot of it was expectations. When you hear statement show, you're like, okay, this is going to be something huge. And and mm-hmm. and while it was good, you know, again, it's a matter of expectations. So mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Um. All right. Anyways, let's go ahead and hop into it. It started off. I like this. It started off with a Becky Lynch promo. Clearly, because of that shoulder injury, she was going to be written off for a spell, and uh, and that's what they did. Sort of at the tail end of this, she says, uh, and she comes out and she's not wearing, which made me kind of sad because she references she wasn't wearing like the outlandish outfit, yeah. which I always loved. Uh, she says, in everything I do, I give it my all, and I've talked about hitting rock bottom and not knowing who. I was after losing the title at WrestleMania. But at SummerSlam, I finally remembered who I am. And it ain't the fancy clothes or the constant need for glory. It's in the determination. It's in owning every mistake I've made. It's in the pursuit to be better today than I was yesterday. And so when I separated my shoulder at SummerSlam, I had two choices. Give up or give it everything I had. And so I gripped my teeth and I fought through the most 20 painful minutes of my career. And it was painful. And as painful as those minutes were, it wasn't as painful as the realization that I had become so separated from reality. I did what I had to do for myself, but also to create the greatest women's division they've ever had. So when the ref counted a three with my shoulders on the mat, I knew I had given my best, but my best wasn't good enough. She says, but I am reminded that I'm not defined by one match. No, I define the match. And I'm not defined by any title. I define the title. And I'm not defined by any man. I define the man. And so when we start a new era and a comeback story, and it's so now we start a new era and a new comeback story, and it starts now. But first, I want to give credit and thanks to the woman who's pushed her all pushed me all year. She calls out Bianca. Bianca comes to the ring. She tells Becky, "Not only do you define the man, you are the man." They shake hands and they hug. Becky tells her to hold it, hold it down, and she'll see her soon. So Becky leaves the ring. Bianca says, I've got nothing but respect for Becky. I know some people may be questioning how that could be. So I've never forgotten all the times Becky shook my hand just to use the other one to smack me in the face. But I've never wanted to be handed anything. The title is only worth the amount of work I put into it, and Becky made me work for it. So I shook Becky's hand because now there's mutual respect there. 
And I get to respect, and to get respect from somebody like Becky, that means something because I've learned so much from her. And I know I've got a target on my back, but I know I'll never be caught slipping. And that's why I'm still standing here as Raw Women's Champion. And I stay ready for whoever's next. I want to pause here really quick. And I love that because it's the constant learning that mm -hmm. makes somebody's story interesting. It's the mm -hmm. constant understanding that there's always new hurdles and to watch them go through those hurdles is something we've seen Bianca Belair do yep. live yep. over these past three, four years. Mm -hmm. And that's been her story. And that's why her story is so compelling. Yep. Um, she continues. She says, uh, and I stay ready for whoever's next, whether that's Bailey or her friends. She, uh, it says, uh, and then we cut backstage, <laughs> Bailey, Dakota Kai and EO sky are laying out Becky with a chair. Bianca sprints out of the ring towards mm -hmm. the site of the attack. Yeah, and by that point, Bailey and EO and Dakota are, are gone. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Um... And then we get a legacy of the United States Championship video package narrated by JBL. They really did a wonderful job of highlighting, you know, the legends, the Hall of Famers who have held that title in the past. And, uh, yeah. you know, as we saw in NXT, the way Triple H books NXT, every title was valuable and everybody wanted championship. Mm -hmm, yeah. You know, the, the, no title was an afterthought. You know, as soon as they introduced that North American title, it kind of felt like the one B to the the NXT titles one A. Let me ask you something. Yeah, and this is sort of getting way ahead of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Who was the most prominently featured person in that promo last night? I honestly don't Sorry, remember. I'm putting you on the spot, Dusty. Yeah, Dusty yeah. was all over yeah. that thing. Yeah, there was a, a pretty substantial section in the middle with Dusty. Yeah. Is it possible that they're looking at the time frame of Roman Reigns? And it's like, okay, well, at WrestleMania, we want to have him with The Rock. And I think that match, if it's up to WWE, obviously that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And The Rock has hinted that could, that match could happen. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that in order to build Cody, they're going to 
build Lashley as sort of a proxy for Roman, like a monster who's holding on to this title, and this is going to be a dominant Lashley reign. And in the meantime, Roman will be taking on guys like Seth, et cetera, et cetera. And Cody's going to have to fight Lashley first to get that U.S. championship. And they're teasing that with all the – because Dusty was all over that thing. And I know Dusty just makes for a good soundbite. Yeah. But I wonder if that's like a little bit of foreshadowing. You have Cody get built up by beating Lashley, who's going to be dominant and keep that title until Cody gets back. Cody gets that U.S. title, and then you have sort of a U.S. title – undisputed championship thing going into whenever SummerSlam next year or even mania what 40 by that time yeah in philly yeah yeah because if cody's gonna be the guy to uh, to take it off roman he's got to be pretty fucking impressive you know what i mean it can't just yeah, be yeah, cody yeah. as we see him and he was impressive at hell in a cell i get that but I when mean, he gets Mont- back montez said he beat seth with one booby with one booby yeah <laughs> that was that was very impressive but if they're thinking, hey, let's do some real long-term storytelling and you want to set up the pieces now, what if Lashley's that guy who just beats everybody and then Cody's the guy who beats Lashley first and then that's fucking impressive. Then it's like, whoa, can you take on Roman now? Because Roman's going to come off beating The Rock. Like, that's a big fucking task right there. I'm sure they haven't announced yet, but I wonder where SummerSlam's going to be next year. No say, senor. I don't know. Because day one's going to be in Atlanta and that's where Cody's from. That's where he yeah. lives. Yeah. Um, so if, if assuming Cody's back before then, if he, you know he wants to take the U.S. title off Lashley, then in front of the hometown crowd, that would be something. Mm-hmm. But again, that's what seven months after he suffered his injury. So who knows if that's possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Because like if oh Toronto, John Thon here says. All right, I was okay. going to say because if they do it in New York. Mm-hmm. So, something tells me that Cody's going to have some sort of title opportunity at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And he's either going to win it there or he's going to have the same situation that happened to his dad where he won the match but didn't win the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then use that as further motivation. Oh, John Thon says I made that up. Thanks, John Thon. Um, and uh, use that as further further motivation to, to get the belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just sort of came to mind because there was a lot of Dusty last night in that promo. Um, so anyways, uh, after that, we had our first of two triple threat matches to determine a new number one contender. Sorry, determine a guy who's going to fight a guy who's going to be a new number one contender uh, to Bobby Lashley. Uh, before this match kicked off, we got a Logan Paul Twitter promo. Uh, he was very hyped about his performance at SummerSlam, as well he should be. Yeah. He said, uh, he says, man, I'm, I had I'm such sure a great time. I'm sure you're hyped too, Steve, that he, we're going to see more Logan Paul in WWE because he's your favorite. No sarcasm necessary there. Number one fan, Logan Paul, right here. Is <laughs> who, it who do you like more, uh, yeah. Logan or Cody? Who's oh, Cody? Tops? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but right. I'm that still. But my love for Cody is so great. I can still be Logan Paul's number one fan. I can do double duty there. I'm like That's a lot of love in your those heart. titles. It's like rowing both those titles. You know, Cody's my universal title. Logan is my WWE title. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, anyways, uh, so he said, "I want to do more WWE." I got a multi-year deal, multi-event deal coming. <coughs> I'm going to be traveling the world with WWE. Yep. With a dear and, uh, and Triple H is going to be on his podcast. <clears throat> oh, did he say that too? That's awesome. No, but it was they they announced it. They, they mentioned that during the show. Oh, sick! That's great. I'm going to listen to what is this show called? Impulsive. Impulsive. 
Yeah, I'll listen to that one. I, my it, my my love for Logan Paul it has a firm stop at the boundaries. Once it goes of the outside the wrestling ring, huh? Yeah. <laughs> outside the wrestling ring, firm stop. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. there. It's yeah. a brick wall at that juncture. Yeah, it's a it's a brick wall. Yeah. Uh, this first triple threat bout was a lot of fun, uh, and of course culminated in a pretty spectacular ending. So uh, Mustafa Ali hits Miz with a super kick, hits the 420, and he hits the 420, and, and you know, like like a lot of people do, and Montez does a lot after he hits the frog splash, he'll hit it and kind of push himself over and launch himself, kind of do a flip, handstand into a flip, and then come back over and do the cover. Well, Ali did that after the 450, but when he kind of pushed himself up a little bit, AJ was there right in the Styles Clash position, bang. Yeah, I wonder if Triple H On top played of w- He probably saw that in like some sort of WWE 2K22 glitch video. Hey, can you guys do this right here? Look at this. This is so cool. But then like the two players like started hovering above the ring, and he was like, yeah, no. don't, "Don't forget about that part right there. Don't do that." Oh, did I say 420, 450 splash? Um, and then uh, no, he's probably watching some PWG from like 2011 or something like that. <laughs> yeah right he's like and then everybody put a thumb in the butt and then you there just you like, you do that hey give pete dunn a call see if he knows how to how that all well champa was there too for that <laughs> everybody match, was in that butt spot dude I know. I everybody know. was in that butt spot uh after that we had uh becky lynch in the trainer's room and she just sort of describes what went down asked for some ice and she's like look you could just it, it's fine she's trying she's in she's in the denial phase right now yeah yeah, apparently she's not as bad as on it Twitter. Is. They announced she'd be off for several months because of the separated while, shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Bailey Dakota Kai and Sky interview. Uh, uh, Bailey says, "You know, this isn't about Becky or Bianca. It's about us, and uh, we'll and you guys will see what what I mean soon enough." And uh, Dakota is this where Dakota Kai said, "I've learned we've learned how to play the that game." Was that, that was later, later on. on. Never mind. That was yeah. a great line. Uh, so, anyways, they turned to leave. The Usos are walking in, and then Sarah's like, oh, two-for-one special. I'm going to interview the Usos, too. And they said, SummerSlam is business as usual for the bloodline, uh, and tonight we're going to beat the Mysterious because they run down everybody they already they already beat. Yep. Again. Yep. Again. 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 Um, then we got Seth Rollins versus Montez Ford. But first, excuse me, Seth comes to the ring, welcomes, welcomes us all to Monday Night Rollins, says tonight is a night of celebration because we don't have to see or hear from that idiot riddle. He says, I'll give credit where it's due. Uh, it takes a lot of guts for Riddle to come to the ring and call me out when he's not clear to wrestle, but there is a fine line between gutsy and being stupid, and Riddle has crossed the stupid line more times than I can count. He says, but there is a silver lining. Riddle has wanted so badly to be like Randy, Randy. and now he's on the shelf with a career-threatening injury just like Randy. Randy. But there's another silver lining as well now that Riddle is out of the picture. I could turn my attention to Roman Reigns. He's interrupted by the Street Profits. Uh, and Seth yells at the truck, shut it down, stop playing their music. Um, he says, I know you're friends with Riddle. Uh, he says, I know we're in the building the Rockets play in tonight. So this crowd is used to losers. But mm-hmm. the uh, he says, but the Street Profits are the biggest losers in WB because they can't win tag matches. Uh, so they suck so much as a tag team, they should probably just break up. Ooh. So go back through the curtain. This is my time. 
I like the look on Dawkins' face. Is like he hadn't heard that before. Even though yeah. everybody's incessantly talking about it right now, he's like, why would we do that? And Tesla over there like, yeah, it probably wouldn't be a terrible idea if we broke up, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, so then Dawkins says, hey, didn't we beat you to become tag champs? And then Ford says, aren't you the guy that lost to Cody when Cody only had one booby? One booby? Yep. And Seth asked the Street Profits if they want to fight. He says, I'd love nothing more than stomp both your heads into that stage, but there's two of you and only one of me. That'd be a little unfair. So you go, you two go split up and f- we'll find a way to, to make this work. And then Dawkins says, hey, do you want us to, to one of us to wrestle Seth? And of course the crowd does. Yay. And then Dawkins says, all right, we'll play rock, paper, scissors for uh, to figure out who, who they face. So they call a ref out. They start doing it. And like they go rock, paper, and then Ford throws the mic towards Dawkins, grabs the ref by the collar, and runs towards the ring. Ooh, he gets the match. Oh, he just stole that match. I popped pretty hard when the ref came out for rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. I thought that was a great little touch. But it was, yeah, it was just foreshadowing for Ford grabbing the ref and running down to the ring. I thought that was good. And then we got the match that, man, I, dude, they had me believe it. I was like, ooh, statement episode. Is Ford going to win this? I know. You know, sort of catch Seth sleeping, and then that's going to even spur him up more like, oh, my God, maybe I could totally split from this guy and hang with the big guys. Maybe I could do that. But uh, it didn't happen. So uh, what is this? Uh, uh, Seth <clears throat> Seth goes up top, misses a frog splash. Ford goes up top. He He's looking at the crowd too much, like thinking, oh, can I do this? Can I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? He goes up for a frog splash, but Seth gets his knees up and hits a stomp. For the win here, Seth goes kind of crazy looking for another stomp. Yeah. Dawkins runs in to make that save. So throughout the match, Seth was working Ford's ribs. So when you know he gets knees up, Ford lands on him. It's mm, like the, yeah. the last blow his ribs could take, essentially. So yeah, it was a well-told story in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we got Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. Uh, early on, uh, Alexa takes control after hitting a bunch of strikes. She tries, uh, what's it called? like add insult to injury it's the double knee thing she does mm-hmm, yeah. um oscar escapes that hits the shining wizard a bunch of strikes german suplex hip attack bliss is looking for a ddt instead oscar hits a pop-up knee and then bailey dakota and eo hit the ring they attack bliss and oscar eo's looking for a moonsault on the bliss and oscar with the chair and then bianca runs out to make the save bianca grabs a mic and says i want to have a match with one of you and then eo steps up Ooh. Uh, after that, we had another match. Triple threat this time. Again, winner of this proceeds to fight the dude who just won the, the, the AJ, AJ Styles, Styles guy. AJ Styles, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Champa, and Chad Gable. First up, Gable had a promo, said Houston has a problem. And tonight, that problem comes in the form of me, a real athlete with a brain so big and beautiful, it's twice the size of Texas. I'm going to beat Champa and Dolph, beat AJ, win the U.S. title, put this country on my back again. He's gonna make that. He's gonna make this country Gable again, and uh, when he does it, he's not gonna cheat. Unlike the Astros, zing. Yeah, yeah. I should do the laugh uh, track here. There you go. Wow, that was great. That's great. All right. Um, fun match too. Uh, finished not quite as spectacular as the first bout, but still a really uh, solid bout. That 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 uh, that bit where Gable was trying to do the chaos theory, that rolling German suplex, and then. Dolph slips in there to give Gable a zigzag as mm-hmm. he's hitting the suplex. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Uh, so Champa hits a super air raid crash on Dolph. Gable breaks up the pin with a top rope headbutt. 
Ciampa's looking for a running knee. Gable dodges it. And that's when Gable's looking for Chaos Theory. And Dolph hits the zigzag. He covers. Gable gets a two. So Ciampa's looking for a fairy tale ending on Dolph. Dolph hits a super kick. Gable throws Dolph out of the ring, covers Ciampa, but then Dolph pulls him off the pin, and then Ciampa hits both of them with uh, with knees, follows up with a fairy tale ending on Gable to get the win. Yep. Uh, Edge came out for a promo, and I was kind of worried <clears throat> that this was going to be like a 10-minute promo, but it was actually fairly quick. I was mm-hmm. actually pretty impressed by this. So mm-hmm. he comes out. He's like, hey, uh, I'm just Edge again. Got metalingus, no fire, no red light. Well, nothing. he didn't say that. That was just my note that his presentation is basically what it was. Yeah, I didn't remember that in back. the promo, but it said that no. in your notes. And I was yeah. like, he said that? I don't remember that. No. Um, no anyways, that. yeah. So let's talk about that. They did call him the rated R superstar, though. They like, did. And I was like, wait, is he going to be like a different edge every time he comes out? Like he was at SummerSlam, he was brood edge. Now he's a rated R superstar. Is he going to be 1998 Well, he edge? wasn't quite brood edge either just because he had the flames. Well, he said here that at SummerSlam he came back from the hell that Judgment Day put me in or something like that. So I guess that was the the gist of his, his entrance at SummerSlam. But I think from now on he's just going to be he's just gonna be edge. He's going to be edge. I mean, they, he does, he's got the rated R superstar thing yeah. but i guess that's yeah. just his catch-all huh yeah that is that's that's default default they should re- they, they should refer to him as uh, you know when he comes out next and here comes 1998 edge yeah and he's got a wig. 1999 yeah. edge yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah here comes five second pose edge i know here comes edge from may 20 th- uh, may 2004 <laughs> like a very specific yeah. thing that month you know <laughs> Here comes cashing in on John Cena Edge, and he's got to beat up Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, from 2006. Yeah, that'd be good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, So he says, uh, he kind of apologized to the fans. He says, I've been an asshole for the last few months, but that'll change now. Um, Because right now we all get what you want. He says, I created Judgment Day with the thought that I'd help underutilized talent reach their full potential, which wasn't exactly his manifesto. His his whole mission statement was, I'm going to stop listening to fans because... They're holding me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. was first. And then second was other people are being held back because of listening to fans and I'm going to help them. Yeah. But anyways, he says, uh, yeah, uh, uh, maybe pass on some of my knowledge to, to, to uh, Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley. Says, it felt like we were just getting started. But apparently the first taste of power clouded their judgment. They thought they had all learned all they could for me, but they were damn wrong. He says, to be fair, along with Finn, they pulled one over on, on me, and I didn't see it coming. And it put me on the shelf for a couple months, but at SummerSlam, I pulled myself out of the hell they put me in, and now it's time to kill what I created. I'm going to end Judgment Day, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty quick. I was very was happy quick. about that. Compared to the Judgment Day to... promos, it was, it was breezy. Yeah, I don't need him to get out of chair with the spotlight and just talk no. and talk and talk. He's a good talker, but I don't need all that. No. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, after that, we had the Mysterios. Uh, they're in their locker room. Uh, Ray has sort of decorated the locker room with a bunch of Ray Mysterio masks. It was, <laughs> it was like, and here's, here's this. It's like when I go to Bama's little go to school day or whatever, and all the kids have their different Ray Mysterio masks up. Uh, anyways, Judgment Day, he says, is in their rear view, and now we have to. Uh, now they have to deal with Edge. Judgment Day does. He says, uh, me and Edge were once tag champs, and that's a bond that lasts forever. He says, as far as tonight goes, uh, we're after one thing, defeating the Usos and winning the tag titles. He's probably thinking to himself, I probably should get a different tag partner for that, though. Maybe Edge would be up for that, but I'm stuck with my son. But based on what happens to the main event, I'm not sure if Edge and Ray are going to be getting back together anytime soon. Uh, then we had the Bailey Dakota Kai and EO Sky interview. Uh, Bailey says everybody's talking about SummerSlam, but they're not talking about Bianca or Becky. They're talking about them. She says, uh, I know it's your job to ask questions, Sarah, and I'm sure all the people have questions, but what do they expect? Have y'all been watching the same show I've been watching? And she says, because these idiots have been in a downward spiral since I left, so I took it as a cry for help. They needed their role model, and I got two of the very best who've been waiting far too long to get this moment. Uh, That's when Dakota says they know how to play the game. The game. Bailey says they know what they want. And they know how to get there, and pretty soon they'll be in full control. And then EO tells uh, Bianca, I'll see you in the ring. Time to play the game. Uh, after that, we had EO Sky versus Bianca Belair, and uh, this was an awesome match. The great thing that I forgot to mark out for properly was when uh, at the end of that uh, Alexa Bliss Asuka match, <laughs> when EO Shirai, when they got ran off, and EO was about to do that fucking moonsault with a chair. Oh man, I was hoping that would happen. I was like, oh, just, just yep. Bianca, just wait a second, just wait. I know, just wait. I, I want to see this shit. It looks, it's gonna I be know. cool. It's gonna be great. But, uh, but yeah, no. Anyways, um, this is a great match, man. They gave it a ton of time. Well, it's two commercial breaks, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, but as sort of, I had sort of suspected, and we all suspected, uh, we got a proper wonk finish here. Uh, but you know, yeah, uh, it had- was, it was a complete wonk finish because. Like, neither... So, a brawl broke out, but it was between four people who weren't involved in the match. Right, and the ref wonked the shit out of it. Yeah, nobody... There was no DQ here. EO and Bianca were not touched by anybody who wasn't them. Yep. And yet, the ref still threw it out because he simply lost control again. Yeah, yeah. Fun bout, though. Really fun bout. Um, Yeah, yeah, it was terrific. And, of course, at one point, you know, to even the odds, Asuka and and Alexa Bliss come down to, to get Bianca's back. Um, but then eventually, like you said, yeah, it just ends up in a big brawl here. Yeah, I would expect a six-woman tag match on Raw next week. Oh, Shane's birthday tweet here in chat brings us up to Io and Asuka yelling at each other in Japanese was really cool. <laughs> that was pretty awesome because they could be saying anything. They could be saying, go fuck yourself, motherfucker. And like, exactly. They wouldn't know. Exactly. Uh, then we get The Miz with Ciampa backstage. Uh, Ciampa's warming up for his match against AJ Styles. Kevin Patrick steps in. 
Miz says he was cheated at SummerSlam. He says, sure, Logan is an incredible athlete, but WWE isn't the playground for an entitled YouTuber to cash a few paychecks. He says he had Logan begging for mercy, and that was until AJ Styles blindsided Ciampa like the coward he is and secured Logan a tainted victory. But tonight, it's not about me. It's about Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Ciampa says tonight AJ is going to realize that he chose the wrong side at SummerSlam. He says, I used to respect AJ, the path he took to get to WWE, but he chose to support Logan and made a mockery of their home. So tonight, when he crushes AJ's U.S. title dreams, it's going to be that much more satisfying. And then Miz says, and I'm going to help Ciampa become the next elite WWE superstar. You're looking at the next U.S. champion. <clears throat> I have a very strong feeling that the Miz is actually not going to help Ciampa be, become U.S. I, I thought he was going to screw him over in this match, to be honest with you. Yeah. But uh, it actually did go the other way. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ciampa versus AJ Styles. We had Booker T on commentary. I think they're going to be bringing great. in like former U.S. champions to sort of talk up. Uh, the U.S. title. I mean, there's only, you know, the next week they got that the the actual match between Champa and, uh, and Bobby Lashley. So In maybe Cleveland. Booker T will come back for that or JBL or, I don't know, some other former or U.S. Johnny Gargano since it's in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Or of course, John Miz Cena. is from Cleveland, too. John Cena was a popular U.S. champion. Yeah, but he was from Boston. Boston area. He's not from Cleveland. Boston. Boston. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, this is a terrific match. This is really, really good stuff. Uh, at one point, uh, of course, we've got they all go outside. Uh, 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 let's see here. AJ rolls out of the ring, punches Miz into the timekeeper's area. It was after Miz put Champa's foot on the bottom rope uh, because he got uh, Champa got hit with the Styles Clash. Yeah. Uh, so AJ gets out. He throws uh, Miz into the timekeeper area. Uh, uh, Champa rams AJ into the ring post, throws him into the timekeeper area. He gets back in the ring because the ref is counting. AJ tries to climb over the barricade, but Miz is grabbing his feet, and he's out of sight of the ref. And the ref's not smart enough to, to wonder why AJ Styles is having such a hard time getting over the barricade there for the timekeeper's area. Anyways, AJ frees himself, rushes back into the ring to beat a 10 count. Champa's waiting for him, hits a knee in a fairy tale ending for the win. Champa gets that U.S. title shot, and Miz jumps into the ring, and he celebrates with Champa. It was a nice moment, but yeah, I feel like Miz is totally going to screw over Champa. Oh yeah, oh yeah, either intentionally or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, then yeah. we get a Bobby Lashley interview. He says he will defend the U.S. title every week on Raw because he lives for this. He says Champa proved that he's a brawler. He proved he's tough and he's hungry, which makes him dangerous, especially with the Miz in his corner. Um, but Lashley says I'll defeat anyone, anywhere, anytime because I'm going to put some respect back on the U.S. title. He says last week I humbled Theory. And I have no problem giving Ciampa a reality check by beating him and putting him in the hurt lock. Oh, reality check. Uh, Piper confirmed. Oh, no, he passed. Um, yeah, no, who mentioned this right here? Oh, yeah, here we go. Zondo says popular U.S. champion from Cleveland. Dean Ambrose is coming back. I mean, he's from Ohio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there he's you go. Cincinnati. Oh, he's from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That's a different. That's across the way so, yeah, a little bit. south of Cleveland. Different place there. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Mysterios versus the Usos was our main event. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to mention. No theory last night. No so theory. So I assume he's going to be licking his wounds on SmackDown come Friday. Yeah. Maybe yeah, he'll be sent so. to NXT to spend some more time there. He's like, oh, man, this oh, place that'd is be different. Interesting. Of course, Dolph Ziggler is from Cleveland. He's a former mm-hmm. U.S. champion. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he could join him on commentary. Yeah. Or John Cena. Uh, we had Boston, Mysterios man. versus he's worldwide. John Cena is. He belongs to all of us. Uh, Mysterios versus Usos was our main event. Uh, Dom really is the weakest link, man. 
Like he's not, he's not very good. Uh, anyways, and uh, he gets hit with a one D here uh, by the Usos. Uh, Jay gets the pin after the one D because they're the ones. Judgment Day hits the ring to attack the Mysterios. This was great because Rhea Ripley started choking the, the last two weeks. Rhea Ripley has been so much fun. She is amazing. She choked out Dom with a try. She was crushing his neck, his throat between her thighs. This it poor son great. of a bitch. Uh, Finn and great. Priest are stomping on Ray. Edge runs to the ring, sends Priest out of the ring with a clothesline, hits Finn with a DDT, looks for a spear, but Rhea pushes Dom in front of Finn. Dom eats that spear, man. And Edge is like, oh, shit. Uh, I, I got to get out of here. And he chases Finn into the crowd. But really, he's like, Finn, I'm not really going to beat you up. Just act like I'm beating you up because Ray's going to be pissed off right now. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. he won't. Maybe he'll be like, Dom, get your shit together. Could be. Could be. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. That was a fun. I mean, it, <laughs> like what they're doing with Judgment Day now and what they're hopefully going to do with. Because I'm guessing the, the Bailey's faction. Like, the overall goal of this is to help get Bianca over more. Mm, yeah. You know, like, they'll get enough wins to look strong and look like a legitimate threat in the division. But ultimately, Bianca's going to win the feud. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure, as much as I'd like for Finn to beat Edge, because I feel like it would probably help Finn a lot more to get that win than Edge, hopefully they're going to book Judgment Day strong enough that they're, they'll win a few matches in this feud, look like a legitimate threat. Edge will probably walk away from it on the winning end. Yeah, you know, because right. yeah. you look at like Retribution or a lot of other factions that they tried uh, booking recently, and they would lose eighty percent of the time. And I'm like, okay, if they lose, if they're a losing faction, and their heels especially, why should I care? They're not a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing menacing about them. I'm not worried that the the face is going to lose this match because they're facing a losing wrestler. But yeah, beating up on Dom every week isn't going to be the thing. And even honestly, getting a win over Rey Mysterio isn't going to be. You need you need more than that. Like, Au contraire, be- my friend. If if I see them destroying Dom every week, I'm going to become a massive Judgment Day fan. <laughs> no, no, look. I No, I think it's great. But in order to prove out your point about them being threatening, no, yes, yes, they yes. need some wins against they quality do need wins. opponents. They yeah. do. And, and, no, and, look, I'm all, for, I'm all for Rhea Ripley terrorizing Dom every week. Are you kidding me? That's great. You know, but next week, like, instead of a spear, she pushes him in front of a car that's coming or something, you know? Wow. It's like there, there's, like, a moving truck going through the arena getting some stuff. He's like, here, push him in front of that. Do dunk. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you got to expand the scope of this feud a little bit so Judgment Day gets some wins. They get some wins. Here's the thing. I'm, what I'm saying is that Judgment Day gets wins. It's just mm. ul- ultimately, I'm sure Edge is going to win this feud. So whoever the yeah. blow-off match is, Edge versus Finn 101, Edge of the Mysterios versus Judgment Day, whatever it's going to be, Ashley Edge and Mysterio versus Judgment Day, Judgment Day needs to win that one. Mm-hmm, yeah. The only one, like, and ideally there's some sort of one-on-one matchup where Finn, who should be, you know, and I like Damian Priest fine enough, but this, but between Finn and Priest, Finn should be the one that should be wrestling Edge. Yeah, I know. Um, and he should get some sort of win in some sense before ultimately taking the the final loss. I mean, dude, even if it's like the kind of thing where we saw last week when they completely humiliated the Mysterios backstage, yeah, it's like yeah. that to me is worth a good, you know, that that's worth a win, you know, a scrappy totally, win on totally. the other side of things, you know? Yeah, yeah, because like last week they were 
they lost the match, but they wreaked enough havoc backstage. You're like, okay. They left they may a bigger lost, impression, man, yeah. They left an impression, and they're still threatening. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyways, we had a, a, a night 10 of the G1 last night. Here are your results. Great Khan defeated Tomohiro Ishii. Mm-hmm. David Finley with the win over Will Ospreay. I think he's leading his block right now. Six Ooh, points because wow. he's beat Juice, he's beat Shingo, and now Will. Mm-hmm. I think he only has one loss so far, too. Uh, Tom Lawler defeated Yano. Tama Tonga defeated Sonata, and then Kenta got the win over Hiroki Goto. Mm-hmm. Uh, our current scores for the G1, and Force is still in lead, 50 points. We may put a little bit of ground, though, Steve. Mm-hmm. You're at 44. I got 40. I looked through our picks. There, we got a lot of matches that we disagree on, so Ooh. still plenty of opportunities f- uh, to us to either gain ground or enforcer or lose a bunch more. Oh, uh-oh. All right. Well, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, so far he's built a wall, but like you said, a pretty good lead. lots of time left. You know, if for you, you just need to get three matches right that he gets wrong. Bang, you're tied. Whoop. For me, I need to get five. Yeah. So, but I checked and I think Enforcer and I have, it's double digits that we have differences remaining for the rest of the tournament. So I, there's, I need a lot of things to break my way, but I got a chance. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, let's go and answer some questions. I got a thread here on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, it's a great way to support going in raw. If you support us uh, at the $5 a month mark, you get a bonus episode of overrun. It's, it's the overrun numbers. Don't lie. Uh, our extravaganza double feature, double, feature. double feature extravaganza. I like the word extravaganza, uh, that we do every Tuesday. We're going to do it today at 3 PM Pacific, 6 mm-hmm. PM Eastern. Uh, right. Live for patrons, Twitch uh, subs, and YouTube channel members. Uh, if you sub just one month at $20, you get the Friendo Care Package, including oh, yeah. the Going In Rock comic book. Look at this guy. It's full color. It's a Stephen Larson adventure that's uh, uh, going back about like... Pages in the, in the, in the, only be told in the pages of comic book. It costs way too much money to make it into a major motion picture. That's what Absolutely. I was trying to say. You also get some like stickers. You get a little Friendo Club sticker here. Uh, you get a sign. This one isn't signed yet, but it's an eight by ten of me and Larson from a couple of years ago. Um, it even has like an ad on the back of this comic from like 2017 when we had a pro wrestling tee shop. It's really, we still have this stuff. shop. We never really push it though. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's a really current up to date thing. Right, exactly. Uh, so you can check that out on Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Also, if you can't make the show live uh, and you want a question read, uh, as long as it's a question that we haven't really answered yet, uh, you can give it a shot here on the Patreon. We have a question thread there. Uh, and we'll start off with this. Rich, Dirty Rich, says, Drew has already lost to Roman several times in their feuds in the past. How do they book Clash of the Castle to keep Drew looking somewhat strong since we all know he's going in there and not winning? Well, here's the thing. Last time they feuded, if I'm not mistaken, it was Survivor Series, and they had to overbook the finish. Uh, yep. to you know, And so Drew ended up looking kind of strong there. Um, so he does have a legitimate sort of gripe with Roman, mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. it Clash... I mean, I don't know if they'd want to do a steel cage or anything, but maybe there'd be a way where you can keep the Usos and Heyman away from meddling. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe he's got a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's some clever ways they can write uh, over the next month to sort of make it feel like, hey, maybe Drew will be the guy. Maybe he'll be the guy. They can fool us into thinking that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you, you got a, a competitor as, as strongly booked as Drew. I mean, just any sort of, of, of overbooked, convoluted finish that leads to Roman getting the advantage is enough to protect Drew. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Uh, White Brownie asks if next week we get Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa versus Control, do we get a walk finish or a clean finish? No, Bailey and, and, and Dakota and EO would need to win that match. They definitely should. And I'm thinking like Alexa should eat the pin. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is where all the, the that weird Alexa Stan account with Alexa Bliss and the Avatar will like leave six comments in a yeah. row on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. saying how Alexa should be like the undisputed champion right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, here we go. Alex Foster. If the street profits split, but both stay face, how would you push Dawkins? Like who should he feud with and what should his character be? I think he should feud with the Alpha Academy. I think that'd be a good first feud for okay. him. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, hmm. Are there any factions on SmackDown? Have them feud with, uh, have them, you know, do like kind of small feuds for a little bit and have them get into an Intercontinental Title program with Walter. Oh, that's a good idea. That'd be cool. That'd yeah, because I, I just feel like it's if, if they're both on Raw. Mm-hmm, yeah, if they both stand raw. I feel like there's a chance that Dawkins will get overshadowed by Ford. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, I I like Dawkins a lot, and I think he's 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 got a lot of upside as a singles wrestler. And just so they don't have to kind of compete, obviously not one on one, but put separate him onto different brands. Um, and I think Dawkins versus Ludwig and, and Walter would be fun. Yeah, I was about, I was literally about to say this. White Brownie here in chat. I'll give him some credit though. He says have Dawkins start his own faction. Have him go so to SmackDown and have him mm-hmm. start his own faction of really good wrestlers. Yeah, maybe a couple call ups. Um, yeah, something like that. That'd well, you cool. know, at the same time, what you could do is actually keep them on the same brand and not again compete directly, <gasps> but kind of have like a little friendly rivalry going where Ford gets a win, sees Dawkins backstage, says, "I got one up on you." Dawkins goes out and gets some wins. Says, "Oh, we're tied up." And if someone loses, they start talking shit. That would actually be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. About this though, you call up the Creed brothers and put them with Dawkins. Okay, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be pretty neat. That could be fun. And then, and then, and then, like they turn on him, and he's like, "Man, I can't keep anything. I can't keep any of my teams together." <laughs> and then he cries. <laughs> wow. No, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nikhil says WWE uh, has really upped their game and everything since Vince left. I'm enjoying it a lot. What can AEW do to get to the level WWE is on right now? They need to de-injure everybody that's injured. That's part of it. And they need to come yeah. up with some some interesting stories. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's sort of what they've been lacking lately. Yeah, it really has felt that way that their their stories in so much as they're motivating matches, but you know, there's no punk MJF. There's certainly no Kenny Hangman type thing going on here. You know, we're deep into the show, so so some of my hot my my hot take moments mm-hmm. are the ones where I'm going to get you know people commenting. I, I save them for deep into the show because who's really yeah. paying attention at this point? Yeah, yeah. But that Yuta Jericho segment on Rampage was so off-putting. It was like just Yuta saying, yeah, he can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. And I was like, this is fucking dialogue. Like, this is what they're doing out here. Like, you can't. That's It was terrible. And it's going to be a good match. Because here's the thing. Men's division, tag division, 
you can generally expect AEW to have some matches of the week, oh, yeah. quality stuff going on every week on Dynamite or Rampage. Like, that's the totally given. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. neglect the shit out of their women's division. Yes, they do. Which is a crime. Uh, it is. But, but, yeah, that promo was, I was like, that's terrible. <laughs> I was like, this is, I know. It this was, is kind it, of bearing you to in my mind. I'm like, this is what you're bringing to the table? I know. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Cameron Bartolazzo says, what was a better finish, Spanish fly to a KOD at SummerSlam or 450 into a Styles Clash? Oof. So the bigger moment, and it was unexpected, was that, was that Spanish fly into the KOD. That was yeah. like, oh, fuck. That being said, that 450 into a Styles Clash was fucking rad. <laughs> it was. It was <laughs> really was cool. So and it was so cool. It was damn smooth, too. Yeah, that was so cool. It was so smooth. Uh, I'm just trying to do something. Ask, who do you think should get some spotlight on next week's Raw? So, of course, we saw Mustafa Ali get a chance, an opportunity to get an opportunity for the U.S. title. Uh, it's obvious that Champa is going to be a, a serious player on Raw. Delaney Delgado here says Kevin Owens. I, I'm um, wondering if I'm, – I'm honestly wondering, after Kevin Owens had that little video package on SummerSlam during commercials, I wonder if they're going to, like, sort of – pull him back for a second and then like re-debut him in sort of a big way, you know? Could be. I got a name for you. So, yep. uh, Mustafa Ali has been tag- tagging with Cedric Alexander on main event. Start mm-hmm. building them up as a contender for those tag titles so they can have a, a program with the Usos. Could you imagine if they had Ricochet and Tazawa as one tag team and Ali and Cedric as another tag team? Mm-hmm. Good lord! To say matches. have Triple H say go out there and, and do like a PWG tag match. The matches, I know, would be fucking nuts. You got that right. Nuts. Um, this is a good question. Sinister Seal says, could WWE have a good cruiserweight division with Triple H in charge? They could. I wonder if he would do that, given how Two Hundred Five didn't exactly. Well, again, he's in charge now. Two Hundred Five Live was on when Vince was in charge. I wonder if Triple H would look at that and be like, "Hey, let me give this another, let me give a cruiserweight title another go." Yeah, and I don't necessarily think they need a, a their own show. I don't think they should have their own show. No, because it's I, just think, be I think of they should C-show. work it into the, the 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 larger fabric of Raw and SmackDown. Um, yeah, maybe it's it's a possibility. Maybe if they bring back the cruiserweight title, mm-hmm. I'd kind of rather take a lot of those smaller cruisers and put them in tag teams, though, because man. That division would be fucking loaded. It would. It would be. Um, let's see here. Uh, ben Aberly says, what's the best wrestling entrance theme to work out to? So it's not in use anymore, but uh, my pick was Aleister Black's theme. That was a good one. That's a fucking yeah, I used to, workout I used theme. To, right there, I used man. to do that. use that one too. Mm-hmm. Asuka's um, theme is also a really good one. Yes. Another yeah. one I had on playlist before. Yeah. Uh, YouTube in here asked, as a person who dethrones Roman change now that Triple H is at the helm? I don't think so because I don't know if they had a firm idea who that person was even going to be when Vince was running things. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe once Cody signed, they thought, okay, maybe Cody will be that guy. But, you know, it was, what, a couple months? If that. Yeah, about a couple months into his WB tenure, they got hurt. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I wonder. Yeah, I think. I think Triple H is. This is me just speculating. I think he's probably going to work on some people. I think he's going to give up the opera. I think he's going to be like, okay, 
we've got Cody, we've got Theory, we've got a couple people that it could be. We've got maybe even a Kevin Owens. we got a couple people that it could be. Now let's sort of start setting them up and seeing who sort of comes out of the process as the most likely guy. But they have established Roman is so dominant. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. That is going to be... That is going to be Have difficult. Gunther be the one to, that beats him. Have Montez Ford be the one to beat him that would two be great. years from now, right? That would be great. Wouldn't that be something else? They could do it. Uh, we'll end on this one. Gregory Fiello. What was more random? When Ron Smackdown... I'd forgot about this one. I'd remember this first one. When Ron Smackdown... I think it was just Smackdown. Did the top 10 power rankings... Oh, that lasted for a couple weeks, yeah. Or when promos had words bouncing everywhere during the segments. Remember that? When they would have the words yeah. show up yeah, and yeah, they were yeah, talking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was fucking horrible. Yeah. That, like, what was that supposed to be? Is that, did they think that was, like, that would appeal to, like, like the youth? I don't know. I don't know. That was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was really bad. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's going to do it for now thanks everybody for tuning in we appreciate it like we said at 3 p.m pacific if you want yes. more steven larson we've got over the the overrun numbers don't lie extravaganza what did you say double feature double feature omnibus double feature that's extravaganza. my word you know what's that omnibus that's my word omnibus well but i like double be feature because like, it's like movies yeah i know me too you get some popcorn you watch overrun and then, and then hey yeah, it's yeah. not over omnibus makes don't it lie. seem like it's more than just two pieces you know? yeah but omnibus it would be like all the overruns together yeah exactly yeah so it's a bit of a misnomer right there um, that's a good word it is a good it's a great word omnibus that's gonna do it for us thanks for ch- uh, tuning in Till next time we'll talk to you later Goodbye. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Stone Cold Steve Austin impersonator Phil McDonald here to tell you to go support Going In Ron Friendo Club at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. They got bonus episodes, ad-free audio, a weekly newsletter rounding up the weekend wrestling news, and a bunch more. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Go support or get hit with a stutter. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home you can do this when you angie that download the free angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a-n-g-i.com angie's list is now angie and we've heard a lot of theories about why i thought it was an eco move 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.